Today in Agronomy on KFILAM AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's February 12th, 2020, and this is episode 11. And Allie, we got a, kind of an exciting episode, and this actually is going to be the conclusion of our crop nutrition series as we prep for the 2020 crop. Uh, you know, first, Allie, um, we do want to call it all these episodes are out there. So if you've missed one, uh, getting to KFL.com or the app is a great way to re-listen uh, to any of these um, series of shows that we've had out there. But uh, I think to recap, Allie, why don't we start with maybe touching on some of the highlights of each episode around uh, the nutrient management series, starting with nitrogen. Yeah, so we're starting with nitrogen here. And like Josh said, uh, these are just some quick hitters. So if you want to go take a deeper dive, certainly go back to those uh, past shows. But around nitrogen, I think the biggest thing that kind of comes into my mind is that seems like our nitrogen applications are getting later and later in the season just because of some of the weather challenges that we're maybe trying to overcome. So just important to remember that 85 to 100 pounds of nitrogen um, are needed at that tassel time. So I think that starts to bring up the question of how can we incorporate more of those split applications. Uh, Maybe we're working more to stabilize uh, the nitrogen that we do have out there. So those are just the, the two things that when you think about maybe taking a deeper dive into, that's where I'd focus on nitrogen. Uh, moving on down, sulfur was the show that we hit on after nitrogen, and it hits in really nice with nitrogen just because uh, the thing that you want to remember with sulfur is that we want to keep that ratio of nitrogen to sulfur at a six to one ratio. Uh, so really important just to keep that balance across the board. Um, and if while doing so, um, some nice bushel gains to uh, be had there. And then when we look at phosphorus, uh, the critical level around phosphorus is that 25 parts per million. So once we get below 20 parts per million uh, with phosphorus, you're going to have a really quick drop off in terms of yield. You could have a 10 bushel hit right off the bat once you get below 20 parts per million. So keep that 25 parts per million on phosphorus. Um, And then that kind of leads us into maybe the last three shows, Josh. Yeah, after phosphorus, we rolled into potassium in in kind of a a similar story there. Uh, when we look at that critical level, we talked about being having our potassium part per million around 150, and and kind of a similar thing there. If we start getting below 120, or especially if we get below that 100 part per million, you know, seeing you know seven to ten percent yield loss in corn or soybeans not uncommon. Uh, you know, potassium kind of unique. Uh, soybeans a big user, uh, corn a little bit of a smaller u- user, but uh, extremely important both ways. And we really summed up that phosphorus potassium. You know, those two talks, Allie, about if you have your farm levels at the critical part per million, don't let it get away. If it slips away, you start losing bushels, and it costs a lot of money uh, to build those back up. So certainly uh, take care of those levels and make sure we maintain them uh, where we got them in line. Then we kind of flipped over into the micronutrient arena alley. We talked about zinc, and and certainly there, just a a call out to make sure we're soil testing, uh, just to make sure that we're we're making sure those levels are where they need to be. A lot of zinc being applied in starter, which we certainly encourage keeping that quart per acre. If you're in a liquid starter standpoint, keeping that in furrow. Uh, zinc very immobile uh, in the soil, and, and uh, in furrow starter is a great great way to place that to make sure we don't have deficiencies. From there, we talked about boron, and we kind of you know had that discussion around is boron the new zinc. We talked about just the the tremendously high number of soil samples across Minnesota that are coming back. Uh, testing deficient in zinc and more we just encouraged taking a look at that does do i need to kind of evaluate boron on my operation does it fit you know alfalfa producers we need to make sure we're applying boron because alfalfa is such a uh, a high consumer of boron but also avoid the seeding year 
And uh, and then from that standpoint, boron's a unique nutrient where you got to write a line of sufficiency to toxicity. We want to kind of you know live around that one to two part per million. But if we're above five part per million in a soil test, probably don't want to be introducing more boron to the system. And that gets us to today's show alley of pH and maybe in some ways we talked about we maybe should have started with pH because it is the foundation uh, but we're going to utilize pH today to kind of bring us home on this series and Ali I, I really like this first part we're going to talk about around the value of liming acidic soils southeast Minnesota a lot of acidic soils that we deal with we got to be applying lime but I think uh, talking about nutrient availability how many dollars are we leaving on the table of unutilized fertilizer for not liming well is a good place to start. So when we look at across Southeast Minnesota, Josh, it's not uncommon uh, for full farm averages averages to be sitting around that 5.5 pH. So when we look at our percent utilized of our macros, nitrogen would be sitting at 77% utilization, phosphate would be at 48%, and potash at 77% utilization. So we're wasting 33% of our fertilizer. The cost of fertilizer wasted would be about $78.14 an acre. So when we move up to maybe a pH closer to 6.0, our potassium and nitrogen are starting to get a, a, a little bit closer, but we're still only going to be utilizing 52% of our phosphate, 89% of our nitrogen, and 100% of our fo- of our potash. So we're we're getting a little bit better, wasting 20% of our fertilizer. So that's $47.36 an acre that we are wasting. So ideally, we'd like to be living somewhere in that 6.5 to 7 pH range. Once you get up to that range, you're using 100% of your macros. On the flip side, when we get above a pH of 7.2 and higher, that availability of what we can utilize between those nutrients and the pH is going to start to go back down. So if you can live in that world of 6.7, 6.5 to 7, that's the place to live. As we come out of break, we'll talk more liming sources, soil sampling, and then application strategies of managing pH. 